Hey, listener. First Encounter is an explicit podcast by grownups for grownups. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. Also, we've been getting some uh, a couple new Apple iTunes ratings. Have we? Yeah. We're up to 21 five stars. How many other than five stars do we have? Zero. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's that yeah, good, yeah, good. yeah. 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 You know why? I assume it's just because people like our podcast. Oh, oh. At least 21 okay. people like our podcast enough to give us five star ratings. Yeah. And other people are just those nice enough to be like, oh, this isn't for me, but I don't need to do a one star rating. Yeah. I'm going to give us our first one star rating. Please, please don't do that. <laughs> uh, so if you were one of those people who gave us a rating, thank you so much. That helps a lot. Helps with discoverability. Keep it up. If you haven't rated us, what are you waiting for? Aside from Apple being a garbage system to write podcasts. On, on the note of it being a garbage system, uh, previously to this <laughs> recording, like within the last, I don't know, maybe half hour, oh, yeah. we were trying to mess aggressively with some of the things Apple. But the Apple reviews are what drive literally almost all of the discoverability of being a podcast which is so frustrating to me yeah we don't need to keep this in i just needed to rant it out but yeah go ahead and rate us on apple podcasts audio medic Grab me a little uh, tasty beverage, would you? Yeah, a little tasty taste. Well, I'll have a little tasty bev. A little tasty bevy. Hey! Hey, pumpkin! Uh, yeah? Uh, hey! I already said hi. How are you doing? I'm kind... Do we really have to do this yes. every time? Chris, Final Fantasy VII... You motherfucker. You just <laughs> open your beer right up before me. I, you know what? You know what? God damn it. Why does it always split? Wait, 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 wait. We got towels now. Ah, let me give me that little egg butt towel. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> Ooh. That's fine. <laughs> It'd be a shame if beer were to spill all over the computer. Mm, I'm just going to put this across my legs here because <laughs> they're itchy from bug bites. All right. It's friggin' summer. Yeah, it is. And uh, that'll help me stop uh, from itching. Perfect. How's your summer going? Uh, I started playing a video game. I don't believe that. I did last night. Hmm. So around nine so, last... Wait, wait, wait. Are you saying you started playing a video game by yourself <laughs> after I invited you to play a video game with me that evening? That's what yeah, you're telling me. That is what I'm telling you, All right, yes. All right, okay, proceed. So around 9.30 last night, my wife was not in the mood to watch anything, of course, is where I was going with that. Yeah. Why'd you wink at me so hard? <laughs> so uh, yeah, we wanted to play a new game. Um I really wanted to play Majora's Mask, but I am still waiting on my alternative hookups for my newfangled TV that won't work with the GameCube, and I didn't want to play it on 3DS, uh, and I wanted to kind of include my wife in what I play, because uh, we like playing games together, so sometimes we'll hand the controller back and forth, sometimes we just like to watch the other one play. So we were just trolling the Switch store, and I ended up purchasing um, Stardew Valley. It's fucking delightful. Yeah. It is the most soothing little game you can even imagine playing. We had a blast. Yeah. We didn't even get that far into it. It just started kind of clearing out our lot, chopping down some trees and collecting some stuff. Good God, what a cute little game, though. I love the graphics. Very much uh, reminds me of the SNES Zelda game. It's everything. The the music was good. The graphics were cute. The storyline is adorable. Like it's just pleasant. the The basic hook is that your grandfather gives you a sealed envelope and tells you, "Hey, when 
modern life gets to be too much when you just can't deal with the hustle and bustle of the city, of your job, you'll know when the time is right. Open this letter and do what I did. And you're in this dead end job and they, they do this beautiful, beautiful scene where it's just rows of cubicles, mm-hmm. right? And each cubicle has a camera pointed down into it so that you can't like be doing anything other than work. And your character is just staring at the screen and then just opens the desk drawer and reads the letter. And it's like, I have a farm when modern life got to be too much for me and I hated my job. I just went out and got a farm. And now I want you to have the farm. Go take care of it. And that's basically the entire premise. And you just go build a fucking farm. And it's great. I had a treat. Good. Yeah, it was, a, it was a lot of fun. Highly recommend it. Stardew Valley. I know I'm not by any means the first person to probably suggest it to like 90% of the people listening to this, if not more. But uh, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, good. Nice. Uh, I will ask you not to recommend things that aren't directly sponsoring us on the show. We'll just keep that in mind. Shout out to whatever production company (laughs) makes Stardew Valley. All right. What are we? Let's get into it. Enough of that nonsense. Why don't we? Let's uh, go. Why don't we talk about this hit last episode of the all-time best-selling JRPG, Final Fantasy VII? You did it, my dude. I fucking did it, kid. Fucking did it. End of an era. One. One and a half years. One point five years. December fucking 2019 was when I started that game. Dude. Tomorrow uh, is June 1st. Yeah. Holy. Well, no, it's not. Tomorrow is May 31st, but still. (laughs) 2021. Holy shit. How are you feeling? A lot. Yeah. Mostly. I just feel a lot. Yeah. Um, I mean, good, sad, happy, fulfilled, I think is probably the most accurate statement to how I feel right now, though. Yeah. I was worried about what the game ending would bring. Mm-hmm. And I think I no longer have any worries. I no longer have a care in this world. I just feel free, free to fully enjoy the fruits of FF seven OG. At least um, I feel like I can kind of start poking into things, play the game again at my own pace. I feel like I've accomplished something and I feel just proud honestly yeah. of of myself of the podcast of you of us together i think we've just done some amazing things here and it's pretty emotional and yeah. and pretty incredible to be at this point it's still unreal to me that we didn't give up or we didn't stop doing this i think we've had significant challenges in our personal lives we've both dealt with loss we've dealt with busy schedules we've dealt with it's it's just incredible i i don't know when it's gonna really sink in that it's over but also i'm excited because i know it's not over and i think i'm i'm just excited to see where we go next too like i'm i'm ready i really want to watch advent children now <laughs> i really want to play some of the other compilation games i want to be able to go on the internet and dig in and learn more <laughs> Honestly, the thing I'm most looking forward to is reading a full walkthrough of the game and seeing what I missed. Yeah. I'm I'm sure you hit all of it. I don't think there's anything to go back for. (laughs) Actually, there is one thing. So we were chatting a little bit about things that I deemed safe to look up. 
And one thing that I did look up was missed summons because I really wanted because <laughs> I knew we're at the end of the yeah, game. Yeah, I knew yeah. there's no leaving from this point. So yep. I was like, I'm going to look up and see what summons I missed. I'm really, really bummed about the uh, summon we missed in the ice area. Yeah. Uh, Anthony or something. Or Tony, whatever. It has like some weird like Italian man name. I think it's Anthony. Alexander. Mm. I take that all back. That's not even remotely <laughs> Italian. That's Roman. Well, which is fuck yeah, no, fuck it. That is Italian. Just old Italian before it was Italy. <laughs> it is ex- Alexander though, right? I believe it's Alexander, yeah. Um, real bummed I missed that, because that sounds like a fun fucking summon. Um, so okay, <sighs> talk about burying the lead. Let's um, Yeah. Let's let's back this way up. So we start the game out at our thrown down save point in North Crater. Basically, right after the hellscape of escaping the cavern system up there. Yeah. Basically just a hop, skip, and a jump, um, kind of literally, yep. from getting back together with the party and diving into the crater itself to face our enemies. We went through this part multiple times. Nothing really exciting happened to any of them. Um, some cool enemies, but nothing like really special. How do I get over there? Not like this. Uh, what's his uh what's his deal master donberry yeah he's gonna stab you at some point oh yeah. right we have to figure out how to run i think and it does like all the damage right yeah it's not good maybe he'll just leave where's he going oh he just ran up there and knifed me huh he gotcha oh yeah let's figure out what uh run is yeah run run knowing run would be fun Ooh. what the fuck is that hello I think I want a uh, tattoo of that boy too. I think it's called like Evil Eye or something. It looks like um <laughs> like uh, Mike Wazowski with wings. <laughs> Mike Wazowski. We make our way through just uh, some materia, some items. I think the materials that were the big ones were Magic Counter and Mega All. Pretty cool. Meet up back with everyone um, after splitting ways last time, and uh, everyone has a little bit of an item to give you, which was pretty cool. Except Yuffie tries to hold on to hers, which I thought was just a nice, cute little, like, throwback to, like, her stealing your materia and all that stuff. It was just very, very fun little aside where she's like, you know what, though? I found it, so give that back to me after you're done with it. This is the center of the planet? Fucking called it. I said it was hollow. (laughs) Cloud, look. So that's, yeah, that's um, the different paths you send them down when you split them up. That affects what items they come back with. Sick. Hey, Cloud, I found this on the way. Sick. Yeah, Cloud, I found this. Ugh. Hold on to this. What? By the way, Yuffie, didn't you find something? No, all right. Here, Cloud. <laughs> Yuffie sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm the one who found it, so you better give it back to me when you're done with it. Well, like it's not a one-time use item. <laughs> So after we get our items from everyone, you're allowed to build your party. I went with Dream Team V1, Cloud, Kate, Sith, and Barrett, because V2 is unavailable. (laughs) After we choose our party, Cloud says something very fun, which uh, I think is probably a a more iconic line from the game, because I've definitely heard it before. Let's get going. No, not yet. Let's get going. All right, everyone. Let's mosey. (laughs) What? <laughs> There's actually a really interesting translation explanation for this. <laughs> for Let's Mosey? Yeah. Why? I'll just have you read the article. But basically... Uh, oh, that's a thing we can do now. You can actually yeah. send me articles. Yeah. Yoji, at least. Um, but to summarize it really quickly, 
in the Japanese version, um, one of the things that doesn't come through very well with the translation is after Cloud like finds himself in the live stream and realizes like kind of who he is and all that stuff, the way he speaks changes. Because he's himself and not Zach. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Damn. Again. Stop saying it like a wimp. Can't you say move out or something? Move out. After we mosey our way into the uh, next section, we kind of climb down these astral stairs uh, and work our way deeper and deeper into the crater. Couple of encounters. Why won't you mosey with me, Chris? Why won't you mosey with me to fight Suffer off? Suffer off, guy. Sephora off. Where'd that Sephora guy go? Yeah. Mm, this is gonna be bad. I don't want this. I'm sure oh. that's fine. What the fucking fuck is that? Oh no, it has abnormal breath. We did this multiple times. Really nothing exciting happens until we get down to the main section here. The boss arena, if you will. I will. (laughs) At this point, Cloud says, hey, what's that? Barrett says, hey, fuck, what's that? And Kate says, what's that? (laughs) And uh, Genova fucking attacks us. Yeah. Was not expecting this. No. For some reason, I had written Genova off and I was like, no, Sephiroth's the bad guy. All right. Because last I remember talking you're like i don't know is it jenova or is it sephiroth who's really controlling whom i still don't know actually uh, just throw that out the I, window. well i'm pretty sure that's what advent children is about <laughs> all right we'll uh, get there yeah <laughs> man could you imagine playing this game and well yes you can but <laughs> i was gonna say can you imagine playing this game and not thinking that like oh there's like a bunch of spinoffs and yeah. sequels i have no idea dude you know how excited i was for advent children i was like fuck yes a final fantasy 7 animated movie did you give it to me did you you like advent children when it first came out or no no okay do you think you'd like it now after doing this podcast yes i think so too i, I think, think we're so. both gonna like yeah. it i think we're ready for it now i think so before we get there though i definitely want to read on the way to a smile yeah absolutely we will do that yeah um so genova fucking flies out of the ether yeah. and- um so genova synthesis uh I think is how what it was it, it was definitely like a, a riff off of like anesthesia and synthesis i think but just a giant monster. Just yeah, yeah. nightmare. <laughs> I'm so glad we brought Kate Sith for this momentous occasion. Where are we? What? Genova. It's coming. I was not ready for this. Why am I fighting Genova? What the fuck? Uh, remember, Barrett has all the like barrier and yeah. haste. You're like, please, for the love of God, learn how to play this game the last <laughs> time we play it. It's fine. <laughs> I'm sure it's fine. I don't know what it is now about Kate Sith's stupid fucking zipper <laughs> that I find so comical in this moment. <laughs> fuck off, Chris. Oh, fuck, stop. Oh, shit. That's no good. That's no good. Crushed through and just fucking pounded away, really. Uh, Dream Team worked out like exactly how I wanted it to. Really just hammered on her and sh- she she dies. Yep. Awesome. Yep. Uh, after she dies... You kind of get vacuum sucked into this void. Yeah. And uh, when we land, you don't really land. You're kind of floating in there. It's the entirety of the cast minus Aerith surrounding Holy, which is uh, seemingly bound and kind of gagged almost like uh, it's definitely like constricted by some magical means. You see a giant flash of Sephiroth's face across the screen, which was very cool and very alarming. And then Sephiroth himself kind of ghostly image fades into the center of Holy. 
you're all circling holy and him and it's like all eyes on him and he just starts psychically whooping you yeah it's that aura yeah and he's able to just kind of inflict psychic damage on everyone red 13's like my tail's gonna get ripped off like I'm, i'm feeling like i'm being pulled apart from the inside everyone's like at the end of their wits and at this point, there's kind of an awkward like interjection of, do you want to choose your party? <laughs> we choose our party. Spoiler, it was always going to be Kate Sith. If there's one thing that you can guarantee from this podcast, it's going to be Kate Sith. Light. A light. Is this, is this light holy? Peek. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> Sid? Oh, wait, that's Cloud. <laughs> Sid? God damn it. So we're all here? Oh, Sephiroth. Ugh. Is this Sephiroth's power? M- my body. My front legs. My hind legs. My tail's about to rip off. Nah, this is definitely not good. He's way out of our league. Thank God Kaseth is here. Cloud. Cloud. Ugh. Ugh. There. It's there. Cloud? Holy. Aerith's prayer is shining. It's not over yet. This isn't the end yet. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Still gonna be Barrett and Kaseth. I've already gone through this. I chose. How is Kaseth sad again? He doesn't want this to come to an end. This is the longest anybody's played with him. Hmm. I don't think that's true. We chose our party. And everyone who's not in the core party gets blown away. And you enter a fight. All right, you ready for this nightmare? Yeah, dude, let's do it. Let's go, everyone. Not only Aerith. Holy is the prayer of Avalanche, of Marlene, and Don, and everyone on the planet. Yeah, we noticed a little late the trouble we were getting in. But there's still time. We can still get out of it. Even if we can't get everything back to normal, we should be able to protect what's most important. Aerith's memories. Our memories. Come, planet, show us your answer. And Sephiroth, to the settling of everything. Oh boy, I don't like that, Chris. No, that's not. You ever just make the fabric of space and time ripple? Oh god. Oh god, what in the fucking fuck is that? How do we feel about this? Think about the sequence of the five targets and beat them. Bizarro. Bizarro Sephiroth. That's a lot of parts. This fight is kind of a Mako monster version of Sephiroth mixed with Genova. Um, it's, I mean, it's kind of a fish. It's a fishy Genova-y mess of a... Yeah, I mean, it fits, right? Like, it makes sense. Like, it tracks. Yeah, let's... Okay, so it's got a core. It's got a core, which is just like an orange, like, orbish body with some, like, praying mantis-y kind of bottom half. Sure. Not a big deal. Yeah. And then in the center of this chesty area, this chesticle if you is will. face number one of Sephiroth. I'm sure, that's fine. If you will. If you travel up the chest face, mm. you reach face number two of Sephiroth. Yes. Which is Sephiroth's face. Yeah. But with a little more of a chesty body to it. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you described it perfectly when you said it's like a masthead. And then the sides, the arms are just kind of like flailing wingish kind of things. Yeah. But I think you're also right in that, like, the back half of it is very fishy. Yeah, the top head has, like, a fishy body behind it. So it has five parts. It has a core. It has a head B, kind of a central head A. And then it has, like, side magic parts. 
D and E, I think they were called, and mm. the core is C. Basically, you just have to defeat D, E, and A in order to attack C and do this. B I, I constantly feel, comes just, back. I feel like we can present that better. Destroy its head and arms to attack its center. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Let's go with that. I'll allow it, I guess. <laughs> okay, so that centerpiece is the most protected one. All right, all right, all right. No problem. Bizarro Enigi. Ooh, he can heal. I I have one concern. Yeah. Is One-Winged Angel actually a track from this game, from the OG game? And will we uh, get to hear it? Because it doesn't seem like it so far. This doesn't sound like One-Winged Angel to you? Chris, this is going... <laughs> this is very jazzy. But isn't it good? It is good, yeah. I love this track. It is great. It is very good. But I'm not going to tell you the answer. All right, well, that's fair. Only Q or two? It's all I have. Huh. Bold. Bold of you. Hood portion B revived. What? Is that okay? No. First time, just crushed Bizarro Sephiroth. Had a great time. Went into the second fight, I think almost fully healed. Not a ton of MP used. Um, really ready for it. But as you might expect from fucking Sephiroth, one of the most well-known villains of all time. And I knew this was going to be hard going into it because I have played Kingdom Hearts. And I have beaten Sephiroth in Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2. And both of those fights are the <laughs> fucking hardest fights in those games. And I was just like, fuck. Like, I know where they're... Like, those fights must have been based off of something, which would be, oh, yeah, the final bad guy of this game is probably going to be very hard. Yeah. So you beat Bizarro Sephiroth, and a second form immediately comes back to fight yep. you. No pause for rearrangement, no pause for heals, no pause for anything. It just immediately goes into the second fight. And Safer Sephiroth. Safer Sephiroth is in the second fight. And during the Bizarro Sephiroth fight, I remember you asking me, do we ever hear One-Wigged Angel in this I game? Did. Because I thought at this point, this would be the point we heard it. Right. Like what happened was exactly what I thought would happen where yep. we'd have to fight multiple versions. But I thought... One-Winged Angel would play throughout all of them. So, obviously, like fucking any red-blooded American, I know One-Winged Angel. <laughs> sorry. I, I want to say sorry, but I'm not sorry. I'm not even remotely sorry. All right. Um, <laughs> oh, 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 Chris, 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 Chris. I got... Oh, fuck. Oh, he's like a real... <gasps> It's the one wing! It's the one wing! Chris, it's the one wing! We got the one wing! Kinda. Well, that's Sorta. a lot more than one wing, actually. Oh, he's like a biblical angel. I gotta put both headphones in, sorry. Oh, just so good, though. Very good, yeah. I think, even though I know the song, I've heard the song, I was expecting the song, did not dilute the full effect of hearing the song in that moment. Also, can we talk about the design of Safer Sephiroth for a minute? So, super quick aside, I am not Christian. I went to a Catholic college and I learned everything that I know about Christianity in Catholic school as a college-age student, so it's very, very limited. But I remember reading parts of the Bible and being like horrified by the description of angels and being like, how did anyone get like Cupid out of this? It's like a wheel with seven, like seven wings and an eye that's burning. Like that is not Cupid. What the fuck? However, my favorite anime is Neon Genesis Evangelion. 
The angels in that are much more close to what they're described as in the Bible. Yeah. And this version of Sephiroth has one very large wing on his right side, I believe. And then his lower half is made up of like six or seven additional wings. And then it's like the torso and head of Sephiroth himself. Yes. So Sefer Sephiroth comes from Seraph. That's a, a class of angel, I believe. Yes. And Seraph are the highest class, if I remember right. Yeah, I believe so. And that's where kind of all the wings come from. They have multiple wings. If yeah, I if I remember right, uh, the voice of God, Metatron, is a seraph, which is the highest order. I believe so. I find religious anything fascinating, but I just don't know enough about it to intelligently speak to it. But here we are. But here we are <laughs> trying our fucking just nastiest best. Wow. What a treat. So, Safer Sephiroth. Yep. So, when you're fighting this uh, winged monster in the sky... He is hard. He is a fucker to fight. It still isn't quite one winged angel, is it? Yeah, it is. It's like the. This this is one way. Have you never heard the full track? I, I don't think I've ever heard the like actual. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Okay. Yep. We're good. Oh, he's got a uh, barrier. Yeah. Yeah. We're not. We're not doing so good. Oh, he has shadow flare too. Delightful. That's fine. Ooh, Ooh, he is better, Shadow Flare. Goodbye, Cloud. Good thing Cloud had Phoenix. Pale Horse. Ooh. Uh, oh, you're a frog. Sometimes. All right. Shit. <laughs> Do you think Sephiroth is just having a laugh at you? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> He's having a good time. Hope you got some Maiden's Kiss. I don't think I do. Thank God. Supernova. Okay, here we go. You ready for this? No. What is this called? It's called Supernova. Do you think that's okay? Can I interest you in a Milky Way? C- could you interest me probably in a Team Wipe? Can I interest you in a don't need these planets anymore? Wait, wait. Yeah, that's fine. Wait, these are the real planets. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wait, <laughs> these are like the solar system, our solar system. Yeah, that's why I said the Milky Way. Huh. Jupiter. <laughs> we, we weren't using that. No, no. <laughs> Don't need any of that. This is fine. <laughs> I love that this is our planet. Like, definitively from this well, was our planet. I mean, maybe it it could just be passing through the Milky Way. Mercury. And eventually reaching Gaia. So it goes into the sun and then it causes the sun to supernova. Do you think that's going to do any damage to me or no? Uh, I think it'll probably miss. Shut up. <laughs> I'm just ready for the game to restart at this point. <laughs> oh, boy. They're probably fine. They're just watching it approach. Just eyes filled with determination. We can take this, they say. Huh. <laughs> Did you just attack as a frog? He yeah. came back as a frog? Yeah. He didn't lose frog? No. <laughs> this is bullshit. Cloud, you got that uh, phoenix handy? No? So I cannot, I have no way to bring back Barry Arkansas. Correct. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh, fuck. Oh, that was really uh, anticlimactic. Yeah. Achievement unlocked. Omni Slash. That's weird. First fight. No good. Nope. Second fight. No good. Uh, better. I was going to say better, but realistically, not really. Actually, no. So the second fight was yeah. the worst one. Yeah. Because. However. 
Yes, and. <laughs> it's also, it's the best fight and also the worst fight. Yes. So the second time we faced Bizarro Sephiroth, I accidentally pulled off Kate Sith's ultimate limit break. I want to go that far. I accidentally pulled off Kate Sith's ultimate limit break, <laughs> Transform, at which point it exiles your other two party members. I mean, Kate Sith consumes them. I prefer the term exile. <laughs> We did the pro gamer move of aligning the three mogs in Kate Sith's slot for the <laughs> limit prick of Kate This Sith. doesn't mean anything to anyone who hasn't used Kate Sith in their party, I don't think. Everyone's used Kate Sith in the party except you. Don't look at me like that. Tweet us at <laughs> 1ST Encounter Pod. So I accidentally pulled off Kate Sith's transform limit break. When you do this, Kate Sith consumes your two other party members and imbibes all of their MP, HP, and strength. So I had ultimate fucking mech Kate Sith at 9999 HP, 999 MP, and just crushing it. I mean, just he had 2x cut in this fight, so just bopping, bopping, bopping. Bolt. Rude. Stop it. I'm gonna try that shit on me. Stop it, Sephiroth. Stop! Several stool! Oh! Oh shit, I didn't use his. I was not trying to use that. <laughs> transform! Oh, what? what? What just happened? It transformed him! Look at my fucking stats and MP. But your party members are gone. Um, don't think it matters particularly much. Pomp. I can't Pomp. believe Kisith is one on one Sephiroth. <laughs> can't you though? Tell me this isn't the most um, first encounter first encounter thing on earth is Kate Sith 1v1. 1v1 me Sephiroth. 1v1 me mid lane Sephiroth. So I crushed Bizarre Sephiroth with him. But what happens is when Kate Sith goes back to his normal form. When he vomits up your other party members. And vomits up your other party members. It splits the HP and MP into perfect thirds among everyone. So I went into the second safer Sephiroth fight so underprepared because my characters were just absolutely wrecked on HP and MP going into the fight. I mean, isn't that the Kate Sith story in a nutshell, though, is you get like really the cream of the crop, like really good Perfect. dialogue, really good character development, and also just the lowest, most despicable character. It's perfect. I mean, it really was just Kate Sith. Yeah. It fucked me, though. Yeah. I died. No good. So quick in the second Safer Sephiroth fight. So, boot up our save file for the third time and crush our way downtown, speed through Genova, crush through Bizarro Sephiroth, and manage to actually do well against Safer Sephiroth. Very well. I said in uh, a previous episode that I believe whatever it was, was your best fight so far. Yes. This blew it out of the water. Really? Easily your best fight. The strategy was on point. The control was on point. There's no panicking. And going into this fight, I believe a big part of that was rearranging the materia and kind of reassessing our strategy. I think we made everyone a bit better rounded. Each of them had a little bit of support, a little bit of punch, a little bit of cast. And we really leaned away from materia in this fight and really, I think landed on physical uh, attacks and support magic. To also items. And items, yes. Good chunk of items, too. 
All right, so I got haste off from Kate Seth, and then I got M Barrier off. Now I'm just gonna start fucking hitting. Him. Yeah, just smash him in the face. We also have W item. We could throw like two fucking. You know, that's a great point that I was not remembering. Especially when Shit. we can't reach yeah. him like this. Supernova. I'm gonna take another pissy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what a great mechanic they built into the game for us. They were like, oh, pee break. Imperfect and flawed, they're undeserving of love. I'll merge with the live stream and emerge as a god. Uh, oh gosh. Oh, oh, oh heck. Oh heckin'. Oh heck. <laughs> Barrett just unloaded. Did I help? <laughs> okay. Alright. Well. Uh fucking heals. Kate Seth, uh, I'm gonna use his. What the shit? Oh, he died. He used break. Fuck. Oh, so the cure is actually hitting the barrier you have set up. Yep. That's asses. Nice, 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 nice. This is the first time we've got this off. Yeah. <laughs> yes, this is the first time I've gotten <laughs> off. Why, thank you. Right, Live so, on podcast. Uh, do I need anything else right now uh, or still keep smashing? I think keep smashing. Yeah. Wait. <gasps> Yo. No. Did I? Fucking yeah. Whew. Holy shit. <laughs> Stay vigilant, my dude. I'm vigil. So, I, I don't know how to, like, build up to it anymore, but we won. Yeah, you beat Safer Sephiroth. We beat Safer Sephiroth. There's a cutscene of Safer Sephiroth just evaporating into nothing. As he's scattering to the wind, I mean, I'm just in shock, honestly, that I won. I'm just staring at it. I'm like waiting for the next one, waiting for the next one. Chris, like, don't drop your guard. <laughs> but we eventually end the fight cutscene and see Cloud and the full party yeah. just kind of staring. And it's like, well, did the best we could. You know, like we did everything. Now what? Everyone starts walking away. You know, Sid leaves, Barrett leaves. Kate Sith leaves, Vincent leaves, Red 13, until it's just Tifa and Cloud. Tifa starts walking away, and Cloud says, wait, I can still, I still hear him. He's laughing. And we get this very trippy <laughs> cutscene of Cloud falling through nothingness, basically, until it's basically just Cloud v. Sephiroth. Obviously shirtless Sephiroth, because what would it be if not? Best Sephiroth. Yes, and. Yeah. But uh, we go into a fight with Sephiroth, and we are immediately at our limit break. Yep. And we have one option. Omni Slash, which is nothing we've ever had before. I click it, and Cloud just fucking wrecks Sephiroth, just cuts him to shreds. This is all we could do. Wait, what about Holy? What's going to happen to the planet? That, I don't know. Isn't the rest up to the planet? You're right. We've done all that we could do. All right, everyone. We did our best. That's it. Let's go home proud. Oh, man. Uh-oh. What happened? I feel it. What? He's, he's still here. Still. Fuck. Cloud? He's laughing. Cloud! What the fuck is happening? 
What the fucking fuck is this? Chris, what the fuck? What? What is happening? What do you want? I don't like this. I'm sure it's fine. I won't worry about it. I'm pretty worried. Oh shit. Can I interest you? Are you, do I have the 1v1 Sephiroth? Oh, asses. Asses. <laughs> How bad is this fight? So remember when you got that Omni Slash thing? Yes. Omni Slash. Holy shit, asses. After Sephiroth explodes, really? He, yep. he explodes. Yeah. We get a scene of Cloud kind of just peering up into like some spirit energy and seeing a hand reach out for him. And I think at this point I said something like, oh shit, is Cloud ready? Like ready to die? Because it seemed to me like it was Aerith's hand, like reaching down to like pull Cloud into the afterlife. Yeah. But that illusion is quickly shattered when it's Tifa's hand and like the literal world is collapsing around them at the crater. I think you could probably be both. It's it's probably both. And then it's like, I think it's like that more metaphysical thing shattered into reality by Tifa being like, no, no, fucking Cloud, grab my hand. We got to go. Oh, shit. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> that was a hard left turn. <laughs> you can really see where they uh, spent their money yeah. on animation. An answer from the planet, the promised land. I think I'm beginning to understand. I think I can meet her there. Yeah, let's go meet her. Oof, that's heartbreaking. <laughs> the crater's collapsing, just nightmare is happening all over the place, and the high wind collapses down into the tunnel. Everyone gets onto the high wind. The high wind kind of takes off out of the crater, but it's like really rough. It's like falling apart, pieces falling off of it. Sid is reaching for this emergency lever, manages to pull it in this cutscene, and just it rockets out of there oh fuck and that's fine <laughs> is that high wind yeah please 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 be what i want it to be yes <laughs> i'm not entirely sure anyone's piloting the high wind technically right there seems but... to be uh losing some bits eh, i'm sure it's fine shit <laughs> <laughs> come on fuck dude holy shit Chris, have I beaten Final Fantasy VII? Is that a thing that's occurred in my life? What we see from the sky is Meteor basically still crushing Midgar. Yeah. Midgar has tornadoes, electrical storms. The Meteor is like right above like the Shinra building. Like it's trying to crush it. And everyone in the party is like, what the fuck do we do? Like Midgar is dead. And like, uh, Red 13's like, forget Midgar. We got to worry about the planet at this point. Like, we've done all we can. Like, I think Kate Sith says, as Reeve, he's like, I told everyone to hide in the slums. That's the best I could do. I don't know what's going to happen past this point. But when all seems at its bleakest, <laughs> because Meteor is still crashing down, we see the briefest glimmer of hope. We see kind of these traces of green, like fountains like anti-tornadoes almost coming out of Gaia around Midgar and start kind of pushing back up against everything. And we get cutscenes of like people's faces and we see Aerith's face with like the prayer and the green light of Holy. Now that we know that that green light 
from that opening cutscene, it's actually fucking holy. <laughs> that pale green light, as Bugen puts it, and everything gets fully repelled. I mean, it's it's just uh, I cannot do it justice. It's hard to do it justice verbally. It is almost impossible for me to describe this in any way other than just saying. If you're at this point in your life where you want to see what we're trying to describe, go to YouTube, type in Final Fantasy VII original ending, and just watch this cutscene. I, I I don't want to belittle it by trying to describe it in my fucking plebeian voice. <laughs> That's Marlene. The flower girl? Do you know what's really cool about that? If this is wholly protecting the planet, she recognized immediately that it was flower girl. She like felt her. Yeah. I love that. That's really cool. That's, I think that's not holy. That, that's <laughs> not holy. That's very bad. That's Midgar. I kind of feel like Midgar can just eat shit. <laughs> There's a lot of innocent people there. That's true. That is very true. Oh, fuck. Goodbye, Sister Ray. Pour one out. <laughs> tornadoes aren't, aren't good. <laughs> Angry crimson tornadoes filled with lightning and hate. I bet you didn't think Meteor was going to be the final boss. Wait, what? Oh, shit. (laughs) Seriously? (laughs) That's holy. There we go. (sighs) Dude. Fuck. I'm not ready. I'm still not ready for the game to be over. End credits. Roll. The credits roll. And we get the briefest of most beautiful... uh, I believe they call it a sting when there is a... uh, a bit after the credits, the sting in this is 500 years later. We see Nanaki himself with two cubs running through the Cosmo Canyon and they climb up kind of a ledge and overlook what is the city of Midgar. Yeah. But Midgar has been basically reclaimed by nature at this point. It's covered in vine growth. It's just basically, if you're familiar with the hit animated series, The Legend of Korra, which Chris is not familiar with if you've listened to this podcast. It is exactly what happens when the spirit world takes back Capital City or whatever it's called. Oh, Aerith. She was there in the end. God damn it. I wasn't going to cry. <laughs> Weren't you? I didn't think there was any doubt <laughs> that there would be tears. It took, it took Aerith, though. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's, I did it. You beat Final Fantasy VII. Huh. Wait, Yoshitaka Amano did the illustration for this? Amano? Like Vampire Hunter D? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy shit. I don't know if he did any after this, but yeah, he's been the character designer uh, since the first game. The <sighs> Vampire Hunter D is actually how they found him and like chose him because they were looking for a style that differentiated them from Dragon Quest, yep. which was Toriyama. Toriyama, yeah. So I, I probably shouldn't tell you this because I know it's going to come back to bite me in the ass. But remember when you said, like, I've never finished Ranma one half for like X number of years because I just could not let yeah. it end. I have not beaten Final Fantasy VII. Ever? I've played it all the way to Sephiroth. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I'm assuming you've seen the end a million times. Yeah, I've, just, I've watched it, but I just... You can't do it The yourself. first time um, that I got that far, I just stopped playing. And... Subscribe to our $15 a month here to watch Chris <laughs> beat the game. 
I'll just be using Hanny's save file, but... Hey, yeah. fuck you. <laughs> I worked hard for the save file. You fuck off and find you your did. own. <laughs> but yeah, after reaching the end and replaying it, I haven't gone to the end again. Huh. You beat Final Fantasy VII before I did. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Holy shit. I don't know what to do with my life now. <laughs> 500 years later. Oh, uh, this is cool. You're gonna like this. I didn't know this was a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never heard of this. It's it's real quick. <gasps> Nanaki had children? <gasps> oh my god. And they're just running through the canyon. Wait. Yes! Midgar is just a fucking overgrown I mean it's beautiful wasteland. But That's, I would not call that a wasteland. No, no. I would call that gorgeous. Oh my god. Holy shit. Fuck, dude. Fuck. Wow. We beat Final Fantasy VII today. The game shuts itself down. And we are left staring at Audacity cruelly still recording our stunned silence. Yeah. Chris. How are you feeling about today's episode? Pretty fucking good. A um, year and a half. Yeah. One and a half years. 500 days. We have been playing this game. Yeah. I, I saw you do the math in your head there. Like, is that <laughs> oh, right? Uh, it's close enough. I yeah, won't worry I'm about sure it. it's fine. No math on this podcast. No. We said that a year and a half ago. Yeah. Feels fucking good. Feels Dude, really fucking like, good. Holy shit. We did it. <sighs> We fucking did it, man. Yeah. I don't know that I ever thought we were going to get to this point. <sighs> man. What a journey, dude. I mean, it's hard to put into words. Um, Let's go down a, a quick checklist I have. Yeah. What are you most proud of from this endeavor? Um, <laughs> I, I think for uh, the rest of this episode, I'm probably going to be fairly emotional i'm already emotional <laughs> i won't worry about it <laughs> i i've been saving it for this final episode <laughs> <sighs> um there's two things i'm most proud of uh first is like holy shit we're here we did it um this is like episode 30 something maybe more i'm not sure honestly it's 29 or 30 i mean dude like i've heard stats before that like 75 percent of podcasts don't make it past episode three or something like that i think it's episode seven yeah episode seven seven is the number i've seen like but like seven was when i realized i was like we're doing this and i don't want to stop yeah episode seven and eight are still our, two of my favorites in fact yeah i was actually having lunch with a former coworker and very good friend uh recently we were both fully vaccinated so Decided to grab dinner. It was my first time actually having dinner. Speaking of a year and a half, it was my first time having dinner at a restaurant in, in about a year. And he said, so this morning I turned my phone on and I got a notification that episode like 26, I think it was, had just come out. And he's like, I cannot believe you've done that. Like I, I he's like, I literally just cannot believe that like you've kept up with it because so many people would just have started and stopped. I think he was just like proud of, of us, like of, of me and of us just like sticking with this thing that we created. Yeah. Just bonkers still yeah, to me. It, it's it absolutely bonkers that anyone listens to this. Speaking of like, I'm, I'm proud that we have people who are like following us and are 
enjoying the podcast Who as much as shit. they are. Yeah. Like I know when we started, that was one of the biggest things for us. Like we want to make people happy and give people like an escape or something to turn to. And I'm not sure where I'll fit this in because yeah, we'll figure it out. feels a little weird, but during the course of first encounter, my uncle did pass away. And that's one of the big things that didn't cause me to quit my job, but it was definitely pushing me to make that decision to finally leave. And I know he would be super proud of where we are right now. Um, and that coupled with the friends that we've made have really been the two things that have kind of propelled me forward, if that makes sense, because it's a blast. I wouldn't want to do anything else than first encounter at this point, but fuck, is it a lot of work? It's a lot of work. It's a lot of stress. It's a lot of <laughs> frustration. I think there's an equal part of frustration to the, uh, to the joy that we both get from it. Like it's, it's I, a second, it's a job. It's a job. Yeah. Like, I, mean, straight up. I, I wouldn't say it's strained our friendship by any means. Like yeah. I think it's actually made us closer than anything else, but it's definitely like, it's added a new dynamic. Yeah. And I'm pretty proud of us for not breaking from yeah. that dynamic too. Like where we can still be friends and like have our conversations that are completely unrelated to this. You know, we talk about other podcasts we like, we talk about video games, we talk about dinner, food, whatever, you know, like just normal friendship. But I think I appreciate so much how much we can still be friends and also still be partners in this endeavor. Yeah. hundred percent. So, and I think your uncle would be very, very proud. Yeah, I think he would be uh, very happy to see where first encounters come. Absolutely. So, so first of all, got you a present. You got me a prezi. Got you a prezi. How did you sneak that in here? So, oh fuck! There, Official there you go. Brady Games Final Fantasy VII Strategy Guide. Don't settle for anything less. Get all the secrets straight from SquareSoft. There you go. Thank you. Oh my goodness. It's a used copy. Uh, the new ones are quite expensive. But Oh my God. I have never seen any of Sid Limit Breaks. <laughs> Dragon Dust. Oh my God. I miss so much. <laughs> Yuffie. Oh. oh, this is so cool. Pillar Assault, Boss Fight, Motorball. Oh, fuck Motorball. <laughs> I remember that shit. Fuck. Wutai. Oh boy, Wutai is uh, way earlier in this guide. It's right after the Gi, uh, the Gi Cave. Yeah. Thank you so much, Chris. Yeah. So you can start your Switch playthrough. Could I interest you in this no. stunning photo of you no, and I I've, together? I've had just enough. <laughs> this this is me, and this is you. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Beautiful. For those listening at home, I'm pointing at a picture of Kate Seth next to the cloud. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So I mean, that leads us to another point. I'm gonna start playing this on Switch. Probably tonight. <laughs> Excellent. Well, probably not tonight because I have to play D&D, but ASAP. <laughs> we'll get there, yeah. I have a couple of things I treasure in this world, or at least as far as strategy guides go, and it's my original Chrono Cross strategy guide and my original Skies of Arcadia strategy guide, and this is going to go right with, with those. Excellent. As one of my favorite games and having the strategy guide for it. Very nice. Very, <sighs> very happy to hear. How did you see this? I did not even see you put this down there. It was one of the times I went to go pee. Yeah, fuck. yeah, we crossed paths. You went to pee. I was coming back from pee. I threw under the desk. It's Perfect. Yeah. Did you go out to the car? Yeah. Yeah. Delightful. But aside from that, in uh, preparation for our final episode, uh, 
I've been collecting quest- of this of Final Fantasy of, Seven. Of we Final are Fantasy still going on specifically. There will be another season. Disclaimer: We are continuing the podcast. <laughs> Please do not unfollow us or unsubscribe. Smash from our that Patreon. unsubscribe button. No, we need the money. <laughs> we, we, we do. I'm we, unemployed. <laughs> Chris is dangerously unemployed still. Um, but I've uh, I've gone around and collected some questions for you. Fucking what? From both our Discord, which you can get to at Twitter slash one one st encounter pod. What a mess! Uh, come join us. We're we're uh, we're bad. <laughs> well, I, we're bad, but our community is not. Yes, check us out. So, so uh, questions. First, first of all. I have a uh, voice clip to play for you. A voice clip? Yeah. What is this? This is from Mary. Give me this. Come here. Bring that on over here. Hi, Hanny. It's Mary. You did it. (laughs) You crazy son of a bitch. You did it. (laughs) You beat the game. That's awesome. Congratulations. And it has been over a year. So over a year of frustrations with mapping on controllers and mini games and <laughs> avoiding spoilers, avoiding casual spoilers, avoiding sp- spoilers from well-meaning listeners. And and even though you really just wanted to play the game and sometimes you were frustrated, you hung in there and you beat it. So that's I'm so proud of you. Congratulations again. So my question really is the question that um all teachers would have to ask because you were playing a game where a major theme of the game is the journey to self-discovery and finding out something about you that you didn't know before and you needed to know so my question is what did you learn in this journey through this journey of not just the game, but of the whole first encounter season one podcast experience? That's, that's really what I want to know. So tell me, Hanny, what have you learned? So I hope you're uh, happy, Mary. You definitely made Hanny cry. <laughs> I'm sobbing right now. <laughs> um, I, let me dry my eyes here quick. <laughs> I've learned so much about myself and about what, sorry, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) I've learned so much about myself and about community and and friends and just what's really important. And it's, I know that sounds so stupid coming from our silly little podcast, but I don't know that I ever thought I'm fucking losing it over here. (laughs) I, I don't know that I've ever thought of myself as someone who is capable of creating something that people would give a shit about. And it's just been so amazing meeting people like you and like Tyler and other people who have just reached out to us on all of our platforms who genuinely care about Chris and I's journey through this game and wanting to be there and be part of the journey is just so amazing to me and it's just something that like i've always felt as someone who's wanted to be part of that like as you know like i'm a huge fan of a lot of video games and a lot of books and i'm usually part of the people that are wanting to be part of it and just being on the other side of that and being like creating something that someone cared enough about to send us a fucking picture you know a hand-drawn picture or 
you know, just nice messages on Twitter and nice messages in our Discord and just like people who care about my general well-being is just so incredible to me. And it just, I think the community aspect is the most important thing that I've really learned about from this journey is just that there's people out there who, even if they're not super vocal at first, they do care. And that's just been incredible to to learn. And I'm fucking gone. <laughs> yeah, I, I probably should have saved that as the last one. Oh, boy. <laughs> Let me just clean myself up over here. Yeah. Oh, man. Fuck. Yeah. You doing okay? I mean, so... So no joke, the top of my bucket list for life has been create something that, oh, (laughs) create something that other people, that make other people happy, right? And I guess here we are. (laughs) We did Um, it. You, you did it. I mean, we did it. You know, I'm kind of the the vocal piece of this part for season one but i mean this was all you man no that's not true i (laughs) I don't think either of us could have done it without the other that's very true neither of us would have done it without the other so but i do think i definitely would not have done this without you i mean you have been the person to keep me going to drive me forward to be like dude fucking do something with me (laughs) that's a very a very kind way of saying fucking i need you to do this honey yes but it's (laughs) you know it's it's what i need from from people that i i interact with and work with is i need that sometimes that fucking honey can you do this yeah but at the same time i'm only an ideas person and i need somebody who can lead the charge and that's where you come so here we are we are crazy fuck god damn it (laughs) so uh this is from tyler favorite pc characters player characters party members kate seth yeah (laughs) yeah yeah it's okay so my love for kate seth originally absolutely started as a joke to torment chris because the voice was annoying Chris had a reaction and I'm the kind of person that if you give me a reaction, I will run it into the ground. Ask my wife, ask my siblings, ask my mother. That is exact. I'm the youngest child of four in my immediate family. That's how this happens. Chris gave me that reaction. (laughs) I love Kate Sith, not just because of the reaction, but because Beyond all the bullshit that we attached to Kate Seth, like the stupid voice I gave him, the being annoying stuff, at the end of the day, Reeve is actually a true fucking hero. Like, he is someone who stayed on the inside at his own peril to be that person who defected and helped Cloud and party out whenever he could. He did originally do some bad stuff, you know, particularly stealing the Black Materia, but... After his initial flaws, he sacrifices himself to a degree in the Temple of the Ancients to stop Sephiroth from getting the Black Materia or try to stop Sephiroth from getting the Black Materia. He is constantly the person who is still sticking up for people in Midgar. He is the person who most often has those heartfelt touched moments where he says something that's really poignant and matters. And I genuinely genuinely love Kate Seth as a character. And I know that's awful and so many people are going to hate it, but I do think it's really important that Kate Seth exists as a character in this game, because I don't think the game would have the same pattern without him. Yeah, man, going into this playthrough, I 
definitely fell on the side of not like oh fuck kate sith but, but like, like i don't eh, care kate sith, well, he like, he's a, char- he's a yeah. character he has some of the best lines in the game like yes. you said and two cloud and party they wouldn't probably be able to do what they do without him being on the inside like, he has so much intel that he gives them yeah. like when like that joke like throwaway that we like hey kya ha ha and kya ha ha are talking the next part that comes after that is pivotal yeah. to what cloud and party do <laughs> yeah so as much as i give kate sith shit honestly i i think he's a great character yeah i think he's super important i think he's super good he's great yeah like all the characters are but I think all of the characters are, and I think the two characters that surprised me the most of this whole thing, I would have to say, are probably... I might have to give it three three characters, honestly. Aerith was not what I expected at all, and it made it hurt so much more that I wasn't prepared for her to die, because when I started this game, I was prepared for Aerith's death, because I knew... I knew she was going to die, and I was like, I'm okay with it. She's just a caster. She's just a healer. She's just a support character. Like, she's, like, just, 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 just. And every chance she got, she showed that she was so much more than just. Like, an incredible character, an incredible woman, an incredible love interest, an incredible friend. Like, she's just so many things for everyone that I was not prepared for or not ready to understand really i think going into this game that mm-hmm. her death matters and like she matters and it was incredible to learn that i think the other character that really shocked me was cloud because i went into this with a very firm notion <laughs> see episode one here yeah, i remember of what cloud was and i was wrong and i'm okay with admitting that i was very wrong and i'm very happy that i was wrong because now i can really appreciate cloud for who he is which is a fucking kid who had a t- horrible life you know for the last couple of years and now he's just a man trying to make it and trying to figure it out and trying to do what's best the fun thing about cloud is you had a preconceived notion and that was blown out of the water as soon as he opened his fucking mouth. Literally, episode two, yeah. it was blown out of the water because... And, yeah. Yeah. And then you had a second notion, and that was fucking subverted as well. Yep. It's like, oh, okay, well, he's this cool guy for the first, I don't know, 20 episodes? Yeah. Oh, no, he's not. Zach is a cool guy. Cloud is a kid just trying to fucking be something and trying to know who he is. Holy shit. <laughs> so good. Yeah. And I think this is going to be so buck wild, but my last character that really surprised me was Sid. Okay. I forgot about Sid. I thought we you both gonna... forgot about Sid. Yeah. I thought you were going to say Barrett. Personality wise, Barrett was for the most part what I expected him to be. Sure. Um, I think he's, ri- I mean, every character is richer than I expected for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't think I was shocked by Barrett as much because I was like, oh, I'm surprised that this is part of his life, but I'm not shocked at how he acts or how he behaves or how he talks because that was pretty in line with how he was from the beginning of the game, right? The dying stuff was definitely very shocking, but I think Sid was probably the most surprising to me because we both forgot about him in the beginning of the show. He's one of the only other characters you ever play as that's not Cloud, but he's also as much of a dickhead as he is all the time to everyone, he has a genuine heart underneath it all that you see a couple of times. And when you see it, it just shines so 
bright and it's mm. so perfect. And it just cuts through all of his BS, all of his assholeness, all his like too much gene that he has. And it's just like, wow, you're a really fucking good character. Yeah. I want more of you. More Sid. More Sid. <laughs> so in response to uh, Tyler's first question, Kaseth. 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 <laughs> At the end of the day, doesn't it always come back to Kaseth? It's going to be. It's, it all comes up Kaseth. Top three moments from the game. Holy shit. Yeah. Um, number one, Tifa revealing to Cloud his actual past. I don't think anything, maybe nothing in a video game will ever top that for me. Then the revelation to me as the player and the revelation to Cloud, the main fucking character <laughs> from a support character. Yeah. That is bonkers. I've never seen anything like that in a video game. And just the magnitude of that reveal of, no, Sephiroth's not lying to you. Tifa's completely. Been, <laughs> completely. Tifa's the one lying to you until that moment. And then learning everything you know where you did come back to Nibelheim. You were fucking no one when you came back. You were just some scrub that wasn't fit to lick the boots of Sephiroth and Zack. <laughs> that whole part just broke me as yeah. a person like fuck <laughs> yeah so that's number one number two when you first exit midgar make your way to calm and you get the nibelheim flashback and learn about the nibelheim incident what's not to love there i mean holy shit what's not to love and then the third part is when kate sith sacrifices himself in the temple of the ancients I don't know why, because it's a fucking stuffed animal <laughs> and a robot. It's not even a real character. And he comes back within 10 minutes. <laughs> that still will always stick with me. And I don't know why, but it really fucking stuck with me. I, what I would throw out there is that it's a kind of overlooked character who's like, hey, even I can do something. I can make a difference. Yeah. I can help. I can save the world myself in my own way. I think that resonates with me pretty hard because I often consider myself an NPC in the world. Like I, I've never considered myself a main character that resonates with me pretty hard. Close fourth would obviously be Aerith's death. Yep. Which I think was the first time I cried in the game. No, no. Dying. I think was the first time. Wasn't it? No, it was Red 13, dude. Oh, Red 13. Yeah. Nanaki is Papa. Papa. Yeah. Uh, Worst three moments from the game. I can name one of them. I can name two of them. I know what your two worst moments were. Shinra Mansion. Yep. Submarine time. Yep. Those were the two. Snowboarding. Really? Mm. There wasn't a worse moment than snowboarding? There probably was. You know what? Wall Market. Wall Market was disgusting. It's been a long time since we talked about it, but Wall Market was gross. Wait, wait a minute. Wall Market or Wutai? Wall market. Okay. Wall market. Because okay. at least Wutai had the best of intentions. There was nothing good about what was happening in Wall Market. Also, we got to kill Don Corneo. Yeah. Just squash tomato. Easy. 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 Biggest takeaway from the experience. If you give a shit enough about something, you can actually accomplish it. I, I we've I think we've said it a million different ways in the past hour and a half, but we both cared enough about this to keep it going. And I think that's my biggest takeaway is like, you know, like for the last couple of years, as I listened to podcasts, I've, you know, had that like little voice in the back of my head. That's like, I wish this was me. I wish I was like, you know, the voice on the other end of the radio as someone's driving and like caring about what I'm talking about. And 
I don't care how many people it is, just one. And knowing that there's at least one, it's enough for me. And I love it. Beautiful. Well said. Caladria says, wait, are we near the end? Question mark. Uh, yeah, we are, Caladria. Um, so Fairbrand, which Final Fantasy are you most excited to play next? I think that's 10. a big question. I think I'm most excited to play either 10 or 8 next. Okay, because that... For very that, different reasons. That encompasses Crisis Core, Dirge of Cerberus. I'm going to discount those because we are going to play those absolutely as part of the FF7 compilation. From the FF7 compilation, the next thing I'm most excited for is honestly at this point, Advent Children. Sure. As far as games go, next thing I'm most excited about is probably Dirge of Cerberus because I want to know okay. what the fuck that game is about. All right. I have no idea what it's about aside from that it's about Vincent. Yeah. And I'm hoping to finally get that Vincent cool guy energy that I've been looking for that I just have not gotten to this point. Yeah, fair enough. Final Fantasy VII and compilation aside, I'm either most excited to play 8 or 10 next. Okay. 8 is my brother's favorite. As well as the majority of my friends, believe it or not, that are not Chris, uh, 8 is their favorite. And 10 is my wife's favorite game. And okay. the only one she's actually ever played. Right. Um, or her favorite Final Fantasy game. Her favorite because it's the only one she's ever played. But I'm excited to see what it was with 10. Yep. Why she became interested in that game at all. And then for 8, I'm so excited to see why it was so many other people's favorite games that wasn't 7 yep. after it was, you know, basically the next thing that came after 7. Yeah. Okay, so Final Fantasy 8 or Final Fantasy 10? Here, okay, here you go. Do you agree with the eco-terrorist actions of Avalanche during the Midgar segment? Yes and no. <laughs> yes, in that I am very pro-environment and very anti-capitalist. So, if they are just destroying property in the Mako reactors of a fuck garbage <laughs> capitalist organization such as Shinra, fucking more power to them. However, as seen with Kate Sith and Barrett's argument later, when they blow up the reactors, they are actually killing Shinra soldiers as well. We see from Cloud that he was just a nameless Shinra grunt. We see a lot of other nameless Shinra grunts who are just trying to get by. It was a job. They just wanted to provide for themselves, their family, whatever. Killing those people was not right and should not be justified like Barrett tries to justify as a cost of saving the planet. So my roundabout answer is yes, I agree that defeating Shinra by destroying their property is absolutely viable. However, being careless enough to kill other innocent people was not a right action. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Favorite and least favorite minigames? Least favorite minigame, absolutely a submarine. Yep. Just fucking absolutely the worst minigame. Mouth to mouth. <laughs> I might take back submarine, actually, because <laughs> mouth to mouth was way <laughs> that worse. That wasn't good. Let's name some of the minigames to help me jog my memories. Yeah, so let's start at the very beginning. Squats. Squats. Very good. Very good. A plus. Did not hate the squats. No. Even before that, press the button at the same time. I fucking crushed that. Nailed you got mad at me, in fact, First try. for crushing that. I, I just that. listened to that episode the other day. Sneaking past the Shinra guards? Loved that. Huh? I actually really enjoyed sneaking through the Shinra tower. Excellent. I usually play a rogue in D&D. That's Excellent. all you really need to know. Very cool. Motorcycle. It's pretty fun. Yeah, it was pretty fun. Yeah, it was okay. I, I like that yeah, one. Yeah, that was yeah. one of the stronger ones, I feel like. You know what? That's probably up there as maybe the number one. Oh, wow. Okay. It's really fun, and I actually enjoyed playing it a second time when we went back and were playing it in um, Gold Corral. Yeah, Gold Corral. That's what they call it. Yeah. 
Okay, so we got that. We got mouth to mouth was terrible. Mouth to mouth was terrible. Dolphin jump. Dolphin was awful. jumping was terrible. Marching, really bad. That was really bad. Marching that could was be number one. Really bad. Marching and submarine might be tied for number one, but I think submarine was more frustrating. It was definitely infuriating. Yeah, snowboarding was garbage, but it was fun. Snowboarding. We got arm wrestling. No, arm wrestling's fine. We got ambivalent basketball throwing. No, I take it back. You know what the best one is? Mog fucking. Mog fucking. That's what they call it. Mog fucking might be my favorite. Uh, we got Battle Square. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, pretty, I, I, I like I like fighting, but yeah, like me, I don't like the battle system, so I can't rate it as my favorite. But it wasn't like bad by any means. Chocobo racing. Chocobo racing is pretty fun. Pretty good. Uh, so I think submarines definitely number one in the worst, and yep. I think for the best. Toss up between motorcycle um, fighting Shinra guys while motorcycling and Mog fucking. Mog fucking. Well, I just thought the Mog fucking was so wholesome in the end. I was like, yeah, this is yeah, pretty it's cute. Just yeah. lovely. He just had a family. Yeah. <laughs> Basketball is pretty fun too. I after I figured that out, I crushed it. Oh, but there's also life. the punching one. I actually did pretty okay yeah, at that the one boxing too. Yeah. One. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was pretty fun. <laughs> but I think motorcycle riding was really fun. Okay, yeah. motorcycle. That was a strong one. I have yeah. to say. Favorite summon. Hades. Hades. Hades followed by. Bahamut Zero followed by... Bahamut Zero over Neo Bahamut? <sighs> no. You know what? I think I like Neo Bahamut better than it's Bahamut cool. Zero. Yeah. It's cooler. I think Hades, Neo Bahamut, and I think maybe Odin. Okay. Uh, this is from... I Fair. have not seen the ones I missed, though, to be fair. So I've never seen Knights of the Round, and I've never seen... Um, Alexander. Alexander, and I think there might have been another one I missed, but I'm not sure. Uh, this is from Fair. Can you replay the game again and get the Barrett date scene? Uh, I'm going to try my goddamn hardest. Yep. That's going to be hard for you because you're going to have to be a dick to Aerith and Tifa. I, yeah. Depending on how the uh, Switch version works, I'll let y'all know. Um, I might have Chris spin up a new channel called like Switch Walkthrough and Discord or something, but um, I might try to get one of everyone. Excellent. <laughs> I'm, I'm now, assuming this will have it in there. So Get that to... harem under control. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? This is from Lord Jackpot. Huh? Henny. I hear that you look forward to 100%ing the game in the future. I do. Possibly with the help of a game guide. <laughs> right here. My gift for completing the game. What area do you think you missed the most in? Honestly, I think Junon Harbor. Okay. I think either Junon Harbor or Midgar. Or the Snowy Tundra? I mean, I missed the, the summon, but it didn't seem like there was much else there. I feel like I didn't explore enough of Midgar early on. And I also feel like I missed some stuff in Junon Harbor because there's like instances in Junon Harbor where you run into the Turks playing poker at the table. What the fuck was that about? That can't (laughs) have just been nothing. Like, I'm excited. I'm going to go home and like flip through this and figure out what that was. Sure. Yeah. All right. This is a follow up. What area do you most hope goes much deeper once you get the chance to fully explore it? I think Shinra Mansion. Which wow. is crazy to throw out there as wow. one, one of my most hated places. But I I hope there's more story in Shinra Mansion uh, about Zack and Cloud and about Vincent. It's not really so much of the location as it's the characters. Like, I want more of Zack and Cloud and I want more of Vincent. Okay. But also, the fact that the two main spinoff games are about Zack and Cloud and about Vincent yeah. make me think that there wasn't enough there. And they realized that after the fact that they were like, we should go deeper on those story points. Sure, 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 sure. What area do you hope has no more to it than what you've already done? Walmart. Not necessarily because you didn't like it, but the core gameplay there is just not for you. 
either wall market because I don't like the content or Costa del Sol because it was so fucking boring. (laughs) That's where you find Hojo lounging. The highlight of an area should not have Hojo in the name at all. Uh, Favorite song slash track from the game. The world map music. That's my favorite. Yeah. Yep. Very good. It's probably my favorite. Second follow up, obviously, One Winged Angel. Yeah. What would you do differently if you played again? I would have Chris show me things that are not as clear. I would explicitly ask for things that are not as clear. So when we went through this, Chris mostly let me play blind, except for the two things we agreed upon beforehand, where don't let me miss Vincent or Yuffie's backstories. I think there's other stuff in there. I I don't know for sure. Um, I'll let you know. But uh, I don't know for sure how much more I missed, but I would want to see more of things that I missed, like some of the the less clear things as a complete noob playing this game where it's like without a a game guide, it's like I have no idea what I'm doing. Yeah, I would want to not miss those things. But Chris was so kind to get me a game guide as a congratulatory present for finishing the game. So really no sweat off my back because I got to have a fucking great time with my best friend playing this game and making friends in the podcast. And now I'm going to go home and buy it on the Switch and play it again. So hell yeah, I really not really a ton of regrets here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, follow up with Rude Puppy. Any interest in the remaster? Uh, a ton. Which is definitely a remake, not a remaster. Yeah, I'm I think I'm most curious about what's changed between the OG because I feel like I have a solid grasp of the OG now. Yep. Sure. I haven't played it as much as everyone else, but I've played it. Boy, have I played it. So Boy, I'm really curious to just fucking load it up and to see what's different. Yeah. So Lord Jackpot, separate from what is most favorite character, who do you think has the most interesting or powerful character arc as in growth from point A to point B? Cloud. Yeah. Cloud has the best character arc. Um, He subverts so many tropes and also fulfills so many tropes at the same time. And it was so hard to pin down where he was going and what was going to be his deal for so long that I was genuinely shocked when I got to his deal. So for me, Cloud had the best character arc. That was the most important story spoiler for me to save you from. Yeah, and I'm so glad I never, never saw it coming. Yeah. Um, Character surprised me. Kate says surprised me. Aerith surprised me. Tifa surprised me. Barrett even surprised me. Sid surprised me. Yeah. But it wasn't that their character arcs were surprising. It was just that my preconceived notions of them were so different. Yep. Cloud, while playing the game, both blew away my preconceived notions and then also had an incredible arc to change who he fundamentally was from the beginning of the game to the end of the game. Yeah. Crazy. Fucking bonkers. Love Cloud. Hmm. Uh, little poopies. Uh, favorite weapon design. Emerald. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, probably conformer. Yuffie's. No, no, I I believe he is talking about weapons. Oh, capital W weapon. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Actually, in that case, then um, Ruby. Yeah. Ruby okay. weapon. It's a good one. Uh, Ruby it's weapon really cool. shocked me. Yeah. Uh, coming out of the sand and being yeah. like, what, "What the fuck is that? That's no good." Uh, no, <laughs> I don't like it. Either Ruby weapon or ultimate weapon. Yeah. However, if he did mean actual weapons, conformer Yuffie's final. Okay. Uh, has just great design. I'm a huge fan of Chakram. Excellent. Favorite character design, regardless of playable or non-playable. Boy, does that open it up. Rufus. Good answer. 
because I am a former anime con kid, if I think about characters that I would want to cosplay, I could see myself cosplaying Rufus. Okay. I love the three-piece suit, like, riff that they give him, where it's like, he has a tux on or a three-piece suit, but it's a cool guy, like, fantasy three-piece suit. And he's got a tentacle dog. He's got his... Fucking shotgun. His dog, his shotgun. If not him, any of the Turks. Yeah. Fucking power suit with sunglasses. You literally cannot get better. Like, Rude, Elena, and Sang, and uh, and Reno. Axel. (laughs) Who is your favorite boss, and why was it lost number? Also from Lord Jackpot. Fuck you, Lord Jackpot. But not really, because I care about you. But um, my favorite boss... They're all really good. It was not lost number. I can absolutely assure you of that. <laughs> I think specific boss. Man, that's that's a hard one. Yeah. That's a really hard one. Um, it's a good question. I think at this point, it's probably safer Sephiroth. Really fucking cool design. Mm. Amazing music. Really hard but rewarding fight. I think it's probably safer Sephiroth at this point. It's not Lost Number, though. I can assure you that. <laughs> I will still have so much more animosity towards Lost Number than, say, for Sephiroth forever. Favorite non-boss enemy design? Any of the unknowns from the Galnica. All right. It's fucking so cool. So cool. There's a lot of cool ones, though. We got fucking the ship. Ghost uh, ship? Ghost ship. Yeah. Ghost ship is fucking really cool with the um, skeleton pilot. We got my personal favorite, Yin and Yang. Yin and Yang was fucking terrifying. Tonberries are Tonberries. fucking really cool. Marlboros are really cool. Cactuar is really cool. The dragons. Dragons are all really cool. For me, it might be a toss-up between Tonberry King and un- specifically... Number two. Unknown two. Yeah. Yeah. Creepy. Really fucking cool. I like Macabre stuff. So, yep. like, having, like, a really fucking, like, haunted, sunken ghost ship with a really scary enemy is very fun. You know, the first enemy design for me that was, like, what the fuck? fuck is happening in this game was in Shinra Tower after Genova breaks out and there's the bloody trail. Yes. There's these fucking like teapot things. Yes. The ma- the that fart at you. Yeah. Yeah. What the Why? fuck? Why? Why does that exist? Why? <laughs> there's so many good designs. Uh, so this is a question from me. Uh, what has been your favorite dialogue slash line in the game? Favorite speech? <sighs> there's a couple that are really good. Kate Sith's death speech in the Temple of the Ancients is incredible. Yep. Fight me. Sid's speech after Cloud is incapacitated is incredible. Cloud's speech of Ain't No Stop in This Train We're On is incredible. But I do think it does have to go to Kate Sith's um, death speech, basically, of like the, I can do this. like Not the facing off against Barrett speech that one's really good too i i want to table that one and let me replay it again and i'll come back in my in my walkthrough okay but it's probably one of kate sith's speeches because i think they intentionally gave kate sith really good dialogue to make up for literally the everything else about him (laughs) (laughs) Sevroth also has uh quite good lines uh mary says i'm actually actually sorry Back that up. You know what my my number one favorite line from the entire game is? Back then, I only got scraped knees. That is my favorite dialogue from the whole game. It's, yeah. All right. Um, those are the questions from Discord. I have one question, I believe, from Twitter. And it's a very, very easy one. 
from the Tales from the Cartridge. <gasps> Congratulations Hi, on the boys. milestone. Hanny, do you prefer fully clothed Sephiroth or shirtless Sephiroth? Inquiring minds want to know. I said there's only one correct answer. I think you know what it is. Listen, I stand by when I said I left Sephiroth naked and tied up, yep. and that's still where I live. Yeah. I constantly leave Sephiroth naked and tied up in my heart. Yeah. Thanks, Tales Boys. Yeah. Brookies uh, said, just started listening and caught up this week. So I apologize if this has been answered already. Are you going to play Remake? Yeah, sure am. As soon as Chris says it's okay. Yeah. And that's that. So, Chris, I have one question for you. Please. Just one. Yeah. What was the most pivotal point of this podcast for you in my journey through Final Fantasy VII? Oh, man. So I think I have two. Okay. The first one is during the Nibelheim flashback. And if you don't know, we might um, touch on this in the director's commentary episode, but that was actually one episode that we split into two different episodes. Yep. And for me, that was the moment you got most excited about playing the game because it was the first one that dropped like all that good, good regarding Sephiroth and Cloud's past. And it's the one that really hooked you into the story. Like you were enjoying it up till then, but that's the one that grabbed you by the balls and just really I wrenched you into I think the- I say that or something to that effect during it too, or yeah. during the talk through for that. But for me, I think that's probably the point where I was like, oh, not only can we do this and like, can this podcast have a future past this point? I'm going to enjoy doing this too. I'm going to love this game and I'm going to enjoy learning what the fucking fuck is happening here. Yeah. So that was the first one because that was the one that grabbed you. And as my favorite game, of all time and one that has been very pivotal to my growing up. Um, that was a really special episode for me. The next one was Aerith because regardless of what you knew about the game, it's, you know, still 20 years later, such a powerful fucking moment. Even though I was expecting it and knew it was going to happen and knew it was going to happen at that moment, still surprising. Yeah. Which is bonkers. So beautiful. Yeah. Um, fucking good. And my third moment, just kind of personal victory slash pat on the back for me. All right. I'll allow it. When uh, we recorded the director commentary, which you can find on patreon.com slash first counter. Sure can. When you said you weren't really behind this style of podcast in the first place. Yeah. And you didn't really see it working out as a format. Yeah. And I'm, yeah. I'm glad I convinced you. I'm still shocked that it works out sometimes. <laughs> I think we're better orators than i think than i thought we were going to be Mm. and uh yeah i'm surprised that this format worked out and i'm extremely happy it did yeah for sure but uh i I like that i didn't know you uh you didn't know you felt that way about the director's commentary yeah which is also a little bit special for me because the director's commentary was my idea so i was like yeah Yeah. i just i never knew that you were like this isn't gonna work uh yeah i was kind of just like "Mm, i don't know about that but i remember listening to the first episode of me like huh I can follow this. That's weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. Good. Good. Yeah. Well, I guess the last question I have for you is where the fuck does first encounter go from this point? Well, you know, I thought Chris, yeah, it's been so fun for the last year and a half. Me playing a game that you loved so much that it might be really fun for us to play a little role reversal. You know, I've heard that that in therapy, oh, that that helps role play. 
Yeah, that helps with relationships as they're budding and blossoming and growing, rather. So I thought, hey, you know, I've spent the last year and a half of my life in absolute misery, wanting to know what's (laughs) going to come next from this very exciting game from Chris's youth. What if Chris played a game that he didn't know about from my youth? Uh, I don't know about that. Well, I, I don't know. What if we give it a shot? I mean, what's the worst uh, that can happen? So here's what I'd like to pose to you, Chris. All right, you got to sell me, though. There's this little independent game title for my youth called The Legend of Zelda Never Majora's Mask. Never heard of it. Hit sequel to the video game Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. I thought, you know, Majora's Mask was one of the games that was probably most formative to my youth that Chris hasn't played because there are other games that are formative to my youth that you have played. But Majora's Mask is in my top three favorite games of all time at a solid number two. And uh, you've played my number one, Chrono Cross, but you've never played my number two. So what would you say to uh, booting up our old N64 and playing a little bit of uh, Majora's Mask? You didn't sell me until you asked me to play with your number two. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) I know you've been wanting to do that for so long. So boy, howdy. Let's just get into it. So what I'm suggesting here is why don't we take a little bit of time off from First Encounter you know, two months, would you say? I would say maybe maybe like two months where we just don't release episodes. We take a bit of a breather on uh, putting that good, good content out into the world and play Majora's Mask for the first time together on mic in the same format we played Final Fantasy VII and then come back strong in September. Yeah, September. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that sounds really good. Yeah. What if people just can't get enough of the First Encounter podcast? Well, you know, Final Fantasy VII has made such an impact on me. I need to play the whole compilation. Yeah. But we're just not going to have time to play it on our main feed because we got to play Majora's Mask. You want me to play Quest 64. We got all this stuff coming up that we got to play. So what if we put out on our Patreon... The FF7 compilation played by Hanny in the order voted by our patrons. You mean if you go to patreon.com slash friends encounter, you can actually vote on which Final Fantasy VII compilation game we play next? If you're subscribed as a patron, yeah, why not? Fuck. We've got Crisis Core. We've got Dirge of My Balls. I mean, Dirge of Cerberus. (laughs) We've got On the Way to a Smile slash Advent Children. So what if we put out there in this our final episode of first encounter season one listener go over to patreon.com slash first encounter sign up for any tier that you can afford support us in our adventure and making this podcast happen for you and choose where we go next with final fantasy 7 but hey we get it sometimes you know financially you're not in a place to subscribe i get it i've been there I'm here. Chris is currently here. Hang around on the main feed. You know, in a couple months, we'll be back. Chris will be playing Majora's Mask from the hot seat. It's not Final Fantasy. I get it. It's going to be a good time. It's going to be a different time. We're going to have a blast, though. Please come back and join us in September. Otherwise, head over to patreon.com slash first encounter. Click that little subscribe button. Get that good, good content you're looking for. And just join us for this ride. Beautiful. Love it. I am there. Perfect. Chris, I think with that. Yeah. All right. Well, fuck. Yeah. There ain't no stopping this train we're on, bud. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye. See you.
Thanks so much for listening to the First Encounter podcast. If you want the journey to continue, please support us at patreon.com slash firstencounter and tell one other Final Fantasy VII lover you know about the show. Find our socials and contact info at firstencounterpodcast.com. Please stop by and say hey. Our intro and outro music is by Alden Zach. <laughs>